0: The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a hundred casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes.
1: Ch-ch-chumba.
0: ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: Welcome back to Josh Weller's Broadway for a mini episode. Um, everybody. Like a sh- a sea shanty. <laughs> <laughs> assassins with sea shanties. Okay, listen up. So my incredible, incredible teacher from college, Charlie Gilbert, came up with a friggin' idea for assassins. How cool is that? So in my mind. Right? And so I thought that we'd have him on the show to talk about it since it's having a revival here in New York. And listen, if you're here in New York, come see shows. It's amazing. And it's if safe. If are not and safe. And if you're not in New York. Go see shows, support your local theaters. Um, art is so important right now, and as you know, we're all struggling. And with that said, Alan, I need you to Venmo me $50,000 and I can't give it back. beep, 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 beep. beep. <laughs> Done, everybody has the right to be happy. Everybody has the right to Venmo <laughs> me. <laughs> Venmo me 50 grand, you'll see what it seems all right alan are you ready
0: <laughs> yes and now i'm picturing
1: um a a group of of
0: of pirate barbershop sea shanty singers
1: get it we'll we'll debut it in tampa <laughs> i have a, i have a theory that everybody in florida is either a transplant or a descendant of a pirate so that works yeah all right You're ready baby are you let's ready do it. let's roll the music just follows Hey everybody, welcome back to Josh Swallows Broadway. Today I'm so excited, Um, joining me for my mini episode is my college professor, Charlie Gilbert. He's an incredible human, an incredible talent, an incredible teacher. Um, He's also a composer, he's done everything. He's written uh, the shows, A Tiny Miracle, Watch the Birdie, Realities, Goose Feathers, a is for everything in my personal favorite Gemini, which premiered at the Prince music theater in Philadelphia. One of my favorite places that I hope comes back one day. Welcome to the show. Charlie
2: Gilbert. Hey, Josh. Happy to be here. This is exciting.
1: Oh, I'm so excited to have you. Um, especially because one of my favorite shows you are a part of, and that is assassins. That's
2: right. Assassins is having a a little moment right now because it opened last weekend at at, uh, Classic Stage Company, a revival that uh, now marks the the 30th anniversary, I think, of the premiere of that show.
1: Oh, my God. 30 years of Assassins, really? Yeah. That's fascinating. Um, And you got, did you go to the opening?
2: I did. I was at the opening last weekend. It was very cool. The authors were there. I got to spend a little time with them and that was exciting.
1: That's so cool. Well, I mean, I'm sure it was exciting for them too, because what I think is so cool is that, I mean, you basically came up with the idea for Assassins, correct?
2: That's right. I I wrote a musical uh, back in the the 1970s, shortly after I got out of graduate school. I wrote a musical which was called Assassins, um, and uh, it got produced. uh, I I was on the staff of a Theater company in Pittsburgh at the time, a theater company called Theater Express, and uh, the artistic director there was was a classmate of mine from Carnegie Mellon. And I said, I have I have this idea I, uh, about uh, a musical about presidential assassins. And uh, lucky for me, he was uh, he, he liked it. I mean, he was uh, open to uh, far far out uh, ideas. Uh, had a few far out ideas of his own, and so he said, "You write it, and I'll put it on." Wow. So so. We actually got to, to produce my assassins musical back in uh, nineteen seventy eight and seventy nine. So back back when dinosaurs roamed the earth.
1: <laughs> You're like a stegosaurus played Thomas yeah. Booth. It was remarkable. Um, tell me about your production. I'm so curious.
2: Well, um, it it was kind of like uh, the, the, the musical that, that uh, Sondheim and, and Weidman wrote. It was a collage idea. That is, I'd been reading a biography and, uh, of uh, sh- you know, short portraits of the different presidential assassins. And so I had this, this idea that I could take their, uh, their words and their stories and create a kind of collage or a kind of tapestry ar- around them. And it, it was uh, much more, I think, uh, much more disjointed in, in a lot of ways that, than uh, what the, than the version that uh, John Weidman came up with in his book for Assassins, but it was the the same sort of idea. Actually, the opening scene of my musical was uh, a shooting gallery, which is the same image that uh, that John used for the opening of, of his book for uh, Assassins. And there was a, a a lit up sign in the shooting gallery, and it said "Hit the Prez and win a prize." <laughs> so that was that was the the one little bit bit of, of my show that actually made it intact into theirs was a, a piece of uh, scenery a piece of decoration on the scenery uh you you won't see that in in this off-broadway production at classic stage uh, uh miss john doyle who directed this production is is not big on scenery so uh we, there's no actual shooting gallery well
1: then i'm not gonna go see was, it screw well it. there's some
2: there are so many other things to go and see <laughs> in, in in this one that, that are amazing but my, in mine we had that Shooting gallery, and, and in my musical, we had a I, I created a fictitious assassin who was kind of the meant to tie everything together, uh, and and who um, he kind of modeled on Lee Harvey Oswald, right? So the Oswald was not a character in my musical, but I wrote this fictitious character who is uh, whose life had a lot of kind of elements from Oswald's life, and who at the end shoots. The president, which was really meant to be evocative of the Kennedy assassination, so I think in a way my musical had that Kennedy assassination as, as its climax too. Um, that for me uh, was you know a really iconic moment. Of course, I was I was a kid uh, in in the early 1960s when 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 Kennedy was assassinated, so I have a memory of of that and. Uh, and uh, so that was that was uh, the kind of culmination of, of the, the story, such as it was in, in my musical as well. But there were a lot of crazy things. There were singing FBI agents. And there was uh, somebody who was a kind of a statistical psychologist who was trying to use uh, you know computers to predict who the next assassin would be or, or to model the typical assassin. And uh a lot of wacky stuff in it, but the the main things like Charles Guiteau and Booth and 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 uh, 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 Squeaky From and so on they were they were all characters in, in in my musical too. And this idea that you could take these characters from different eras, different time periods, and bring them all together in one place through the through the medium of uh, of theater and fantasy was uh, kind of central to the idea of my musical. And nice. I think that was the thing that. That Sondheim uh, and Weidman were so intrigued by when, when they when they read it.
1: Wow! So di- did they not come to see it?
2: No, no, no. It was uh, it, it happened in, it, as I say in in Pittsburgh in the, in the dead of winter in, in January. Uh, <laughs> Who doesn't love uh, in Pittsburgh Denver, in I, the dead of winter? No, nah, I know, <laughs> but it's 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 absolutely a, a tourist destination. But they were they were <laughs> tied up with something else at the time, I guess, uh, Sweeney Todd or something frivolous like that Never anyway um, um sondheim read it uh because i submitted it uh as a kind of a portfolio piece i was i was trying to get into a program uh, in the early 1980s that was pairing up young writers which i still was at that point and mentors so he was a prospective mentor for this program and so my my script made the rounds and he read it in that context and, and I never really knew who had read it or who had seen that. I knew I, I was a finalist. And then I knew that that mentoring program never, ever, never happened. It never got off the ground. So they returned my stuff to me and I, you know, put assassins on the shelf and kind of went on to do other things, write other things and, that and, uh, you know, start to, uh, raise a family. This is all pre pre Philadelphia, pre U arts at this point in the, mm. in the 1980s and, uh, and then, as they say, then one day uh, I went to the mailbox and there was a letter from from Stephen Sondheim, a little, one of those short kind of casual notes that he sends. And it said, uh, I, I, I'm wondering whatever happened to that musical of yours, because I love the idea of it. And I wanted to know if you would consider letting me you know, and a collaborator take your idea and, and work on it and develop it. So... I mean, Im- imagine I kind of fell on the floor in surprise, yeah. and 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 then got up off the floor and wrote back and said, "Sure, let's talk about it. Uh, why don't we collaborate?" I think I was I was I was uh, I summoned up my uh, my nerve. I thought, "Well, this is the only chance I'm going to get to pitch this idea." He said, "No, that's all. That's all right. I've got somebody in mind. Maybe you've heard of him. His name is John Wideman." <laughs> and 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 of course, I had. I was a, I was a huge fan of. Um, Pacific Overtures from the nineteen seventies. That was a, that was a, a show that both uh, both uh, me and, uh, and Bill Turner, the artistic director, who um, gave the green light to Assassins, directed at Maya's musical Assassins. We were both very uh, big on on Pacific Overtures and very in, intoxicated with that. So of course I knew John Weidman and, and uh, thought he was the perfect guy for it. And and so off the, they went to work, and uh, I had a chance to. Uh, come to New York and meet with them, went, went to the, to the townhouse, the famous townhouse on wow. Turtle Bay and, and uh, sat and, and uh, chatted about the idea with them. And uh, then, then they wrote what they wrote.
1: That's remarkable. It's one of my favorite shows ever. And, um, you know, and also I think like out of everybody I know, you know, musical theater, the best as far as writing as far as performing directing and um to be a part of such incredible theatrical history is remarkable
2: it is i mean what what were the odds uh, josh I, I i was thinking about this last week and kind of in the in the run-up to uh seeing uh, Stephen john on sunday to think what were the odds that any of this could have happened and then that on top of that, what they created turned out to be what it, in my mind is one of the best musicals uh, of, the, of the, you know, ever, you know, people say, what is, what is your favorite musical? And, and I answer assassins, not because it's my idea, it was my idea, but because it's an awesome thing. in in so many ways, it embodies what I love about the musical theater, that mm-hmm. it is, um, it deals with, uh, complicated, uh, uh, unsettling ideas. It really challenges how you look at the world and how you think about things. It's also really clever and funny in places. It's really smart in some places. And then it's, it has a, a surprise. I mean, in, in the, in the last 15 minutes, the, the, the scenes at the end of it are, are such an amazing surprise as well yeah. so that, that it's, it's really an awesome piece of work so that they wrote that and that it was well received and then it became it's become really part of the part of the repertory now it's done all over the world you know london australia i get people send me programs and thing and posters from different places around the world where where it's been done and uh, now 30 years later it's it's back in new york again
1: remarkable i really i really really want to see it the last time i saw it was uh the 2004 revival or was it two thousand three?
2: No, that was 04 at Roundabout.
1: At Roundabout. It was phenomenal. Um, now, what inspires you, I guess, as a, as a composer, as a writer, as an artist?
2: Well, I, I love making work, uh, new, wor- new work that somehow takes material from the past and merges it with, with the present in different ways. A lot of the projects that I've worked on, if they have something in common, it's that idea is that they're a little, a little bit old and, and a little bit new as well, you know? And, uh, so I've, I've, I've been uh, lucky that I've had a couple of interesting projects that were, that were, that came to me, uh, or that were brought to me. Gemini, the the musical was, uh, of course, Albert Interato's uh, play in the, in the late 1980s. And, uh, and the, that particular project I, I chased after because it was uh, it was set in South Philly, and and I was living in South Philly, and I I knew uh, I, I knew Albert's play, uh, I knew the folks at the Prince Music Theater, and I thought, well, if here's a chance for you know, here's a chance for all the stars to align. So I really uh, I, I I campaigned for that project. I wrote some stuff on on spec for that project, and eventually was able to uh, to get that work uh, get that commission get that work produced but what excited me about uh about Gemini was that it was all different kinds of there were all different kinds of music in the language of, of the world of Gemini of course uh Francis loves opera but in South Philly that's a place where there's uh you know jazz and uh, doo-wop and popular music and and uh, so it just seemed to me there was an opportunity to write all kinds of music uh and uh, do some uh, Different things there, different and 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 unusual things there. But again, it's a it's it's a it's a challenging work. It's a it's a funny work. It's a it's a smart work. Yeah. Uh, that and and uh, and and I'm I'm drawn to projects like that where you can have so you know something that involves your head and something that involves your heart as well.
1: Yeah, I uh, <clears throat> I loved the show. Of course, it featured some of my favorite. You know, performers Jeremiah Downs, Gillian Lewis, and my beloved Todd Buonapane, who just came on the show. Um, it was yeah, I still right. remember was... Isn't he brilliant?
2: He he was great as 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 Herschel in that original production. Todd was was great and and, and he's done well since then. I'm so happy for him that he's yeah. done as well as he has.
1: We actually met at the Barrymore Awards that year, um <laughs> in you know 1874. And um, yeah, we've been very, very close ever since. Now, another thing that I want to bring up, because you've taught countless amounts of, you know, beautiful performers. Um, You've enriched so many people. And you have um, a relatively new program, the Savvy Singing Actor.
2: Yeah, that's right. Um, Towards the end of my time at UArts, as you know, I just retired from teaching after 30 years at the University of the Arts. I I started the musical theater program there and uh, taught many wonderful uh, young artists, yourself included, and, and and it was really fulfilling to do that. But uh, particularly in, in like the last 10 years of my teaching, I wanted to pull some of the things that I had developed in the studio that seemed to be particularly effective and and write it down and, and get it in a, to a place where I could begin to pass it on to people outside of UArts. So I did a, uh, publish a book two years ago, The Savvy Singing Actor. I've been doing some uh, online instruction with, with Savvy. And and I created a thing called Savvy Cards, which is also part of what I what I uh, teach I- in the book as a, as a tool that people can use uh, uh, in the practice room and in the uh, rehearsal room. And I've actually been getting a lot of enthusiastic response to Savvy Cards from people who are voice teachers who are working with young singing actors. So I've got Ah, uh, gotten a great response to this, and as people discover this, really, uh, people uh, all all over the world uh, have been uh, reading the book, responding to the book, and uh, now more recently, doing some some online classes as well with that.
1: That's amazing. Well, um, I I really want people to check that out. Uh, the website is SavvySingingActor.com, dot Savvy spelled S A V I singingactor.com. It's incredible. I have the cards myself. I think, um, you know, one of the hardest things, at least for me to learn was, you know, yes, I can sing and finally learning like anybody can sing a song, but how do you perform it? How do you act it? How do you make it more than just singing? And I think that your program is remarkable and will help with that. And, um, Plus, if you study the savvy technique, you are a part of theater history. I mean, assassins, come on. Um, Charlie, thank you for coming on to the show. Oh, I sure adore God. you.
2: Oh, Same here. We have to do SITS probe again soon.
1: Yes, <laughs> yes. Our thing has always been SITS probing. Um, it's just been our connection. Um, our, little,
2: our little secret, yes.
1: Oh God! Remember, we did a frog, a year with Frog and Toad frog and at Toad. the Arden Theater, and,
2: and 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 the amazing sequel, the dinosaur musical.
1: Oh right, we did the dinosaur musical, the <laughs> or dinosaur that musical.
2: Slipped from your memory, Josh.
1: All I remember is playing a fucking dinosaur, and we had these huge tails that clipped on to us, and the stage manager John Flack at like 9:30 in the morning yelling put your tails on put your tails on and if wow. I was a dinosaur I would have eaten him. It's too early to put a tail on.
2: Yes I don't um, think it was ever a good time to put a tail on <laughs>
1: <no>. <laughs> Well, I adore you. I'm really appreciate I really appreciate everything that you've given me in my life and uh, countless others I was just working with Lucas Steele uh, before in the before time. And um, <laughs> we had a lot of fond memories of you. And um, great to you're hear, remarkable. And thanks for helping make assassins.
2: Okay. well, thanks, Josh. Thanks for all those warm words. And uh, I'm just thrilled to see how well things are going for you. You're a podcast celebrity
1: oh yes i haven't God, cried in years <laughs> um well everybody go check out assassins they've extended there are some tickets available right now uh the cast is phenomenal you've got ethan oh slater gosh. broadway darling judy Kuhn, uh, my baby boy will swenson um wes taylor everybody hands down it's a remarkable company and check out savvy dot com it's brilliant. um. And also, thank you for supporting the show. You can continue to at www.patreon.com slash Josh Swallows Broadway. All right. Much love and thanks for being here. Bye. Josh Swallows Broadway is produced by Alan Seals, Dory Berenstein, and myself, Josh Lehman, with associate producer Elizabeth Wheelis. And special thanks to our Patreon producers, David Rimmer and Josh Harris. You can join them. All you have to do is go to patreon.com slash Josh Swallows Broadway. Leave a rating. Leave a review. I read them. This is how I continue living. Help me live. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for keeping Broadway alive. And sawala you soon.
0: No purchase necessary. Were prohibited by law. 18+ terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the Rise Theater Directory, a program of maestro Music. Rise is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work